0: It's another episode of What's Brewing here on the Black and Gold Productions Network. I am your host, Chris Nozick, joined almost every week by my (laughs) co-host, Mike Sullivan. Mike, running just a smidge on time here. How have you been since last week? You ready to talk some bees? I made it just in home today from work
1: uh, for tonight's episode. Uh, Ready to talk some bruins, talk some arbitration, uh, some hypotheticals from everybody in the chat um we'll have a good show we'll we'll talk about some brewing some hockey you know you know as much as we can talk about mid-july
0: <laughs> you know hey, what I mean? hey, you know what? we're here we got our boy dom tiano in the audience with some dom bombs ready to be brewed yeah. up i'm sure see he so knows it's you know hockey talk in july what's better than that i'll watch in the game but we digress <laughs> um let's see we got mark jumping in what's up dom the man is here that's always good to see always, always. Um, but yeah, no, uh, like you said, we got some arbitration dates coming up. We, we got the big one out of the way that wasn't even for us, but might actually help us. Ilya Samsonov, were you paying attention to that arbitration hearing at all for the Toronto Maple Leafs? I'm going to be honest with you. I've been so busy
1: with work and, and some other things as well that I wasn't able to catch what happened in that arb hearing. So if you want to fill me in, please do.
0: Well, so it came out last Thursday as they were heading into the arbitration hearing, which was, I believe it took place on Friday. Uh, the team was going in at, uh, I believe it was 2.5 million. Sam Sonoff and his camp were going in at about 4 million. So they were quite a ways away. Yeah. Um, and, and I know it's not a 100% comp for Jeremy Swayman, mm-hmm. but... If you really go back and you look at the numbers last year, I think it we were I think we were talking about this on Sunday's show uh, with Mark and Grace. If you actually go back and look – or no, I think it was uh, Puckoff when I was talking with Andrew about it. I was um, going to say, I think it was Puckoff. Puckoff, yeah. Um, Jeremy Swayman and um, Ilya Samsonov were actually very neck and neck in numbers. Um, obviously performance wise team in front of the eyes, all that kind of stuff didn't really, you know, favor Samsonov. but as, as far as the, the numbers too, I mean, we've heard, you know, people want to bridge deal with Swayman for 2 million, two and a half. And we, we hear people who say, Oh, he's going to get upwards of four, four and a half. So like, there is a lot of comparables there. Um, and it's actually closer than you think. Both had four shutouts last year. Swayman. Played about 400 less minutes, so about let's see. Based on this game started, Samsonov had 40, Swayman had 33. Uh, Swayman played 2,012 minutes. Samsonov played 24.75. So they are closer than people think, and yes. and you know it, it it is a reasonable comp. We're not talking. You know, Tanner Janot, Trent Frederick, where their scoring is completely different or, or anything like that. So they come out of the arbitration. The arbiter comes down with, I think it was three point, um, like three point six, seven or three point eight, six, seven. Some it, it was in the middle, but favoring slightly the player a little bit. And, you know, it, it does bode kind of towards the four million mark, I think, for Swayman. You know, I, I think on puck off, I put his number in the three point eight range. I feel pretty confident about that number, having seen how this one came out. But how would you feel? Okay, let's see. Um, Dom says, Samsonov can't be used as a comp for Swayman, but if Swayman asks the same, he will get more than Samsonov. I'm curious, Dom, what makes you say they can't be used as comps? I'm not against the argument, but I I think it's a closer comp than um, I I think we want to believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I agree with that. And 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 Mark, you're jumping and saying the same thing. I, I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm curious to hear your side as to why why you think they, they can't be used as a comp. The the biggest difference is Samsonoff was able to ask, or obviously the way that it goes is the player files for arbitration, the team is the one who can ask for a one or two-year deal. Samsonoff already being 25 could only get a one-year deal. Swayman can use the the um the two-year option they can use a two-year deal for him um it, dom you say you can't use other arbitration case for as a comp i'm not saying the arbiter will use it as a compensation or as a comparable but when the numbers are as close as they are i i can't expect another arbiter to look at these numbers and fall very far off. That's my thought process. Maybe he comes in at 3.95, you know, and stretches the number a little bit. But at the same time, if you're looking at it as, are they going to go into it for a two-year deal? You know, okay, maybe that pushes it a little bit more because the second year he would be more valuable, again, depending on how the arbiter looks at it. I just look at it in terms of if the numbers, I, I don't know... I'm not saying the the Arbiter is going to look at what this Arbiter said and go, oh, well, it's the exact same thing, plus a little more for the player. I'm just saying it's not going to be that far off, at least in my opinion. Um, Abby said it was 3.55 for Samson off. so a little bit above the medium, uh, the middle ground. So, But again, that's why I said 3.8 or so for Swayman because I think he's going to get more, but I don't think an Arbiter is really going to look at that given the landscape because it's also the value of the contract, the way that it is set up right now. And if, if, you know, I I don't know. I, it'd be very interesting. I don't think Swayman actually gets the arbitration either. I don't think so either. I'm with you on that. I don't think he makes it all the way to arb. I think Frederick is the one who gets there of the two of them. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Frederick, Frederick is a little more interesting. Um, because I don't really know w- what you would be looking to pay him, honestly. I know there's teams out there who would be willing to overpay, for sure. Um, but I'm not sure what a contract for Swayman... Or, I'm sorry, for Frederick would look like.
0: Now, the the way that it's set up right now, and I, I could be wrong, Don, if I am, correct me on the number, but I believe if the number is less than 4.5, the team has to take the contract. So my question to you is... If Swayman comes in above 4.5, if you're the Bruins and you really can't afford that, are you okay with walking away? With Swayman or Frederick? With Swayman. No. If he comes in over four and a half, when you are able to walk away from him, because over you don't have to half. take the arbiter's number. I, I believe the number is four four point five. I no, you you can't
1: walk away from it. You need to Oh man, that's tough. You can't walk away from Sway. If if you're gonna lose him, you you gotta get something for him. But at the same time, you gotta you gotta have to try to do everything in your power to keep him. That's your goal of the future for sure, hundred percent. You need to do everything. You're you not can. looking at Bussy as a goaltender of the future at all. Not right now. You're looking at Swayman for the future.
0: I but think I think
1: I think Bussy is what Swayman was three years ago.
0: So Dom, Dom says, but the team and the player have to provide comps of players at the same age and ice time and then comparable stats. I think you're using comps in a different meaning than arbitration. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going as far into exact time on ice, um, age. I mean, I'm I'm trying to ballpark it. Um, you know, I, I could sit down and... Pull up every 25 year old goaltender who has, you know, 2000 minutes of time on ice in one year and whatever he had before that. I mean, th- th- you can get into a lot more nitpicky, and, and that's their job, not mine. Um, <laughs> I'm not paid for that, but it- it'd be fun to see. I- I'm just trying to go off of a generalized ballpark to figure out are we closer to the bridge deal that some people want of two to two and a half? You know, take the team-friendly deal, as some people say. Or are we closer to the, you know, to the Ottinger deal? Four and a half for two. Or three. Or, you know what I mean? Because Ottinger didn't go to um, arbitration. They signed that as a four-year deal. So, yep. a lot of people were looking at Sway going, that's what he should get next. And it's not wrong, but you can't afford it right now.
1: That's the, that's the issue that the Bruins run into, is that they're so pressed up against the salary cap that they can only work with as many dollars as they have They They don't have a lot of flexibility without moving on from other
0: players, which is why I'm asking if Swayman comes in at that number, that Ottinger type number four and a half, let's say 4.55. It's just over. You still got to sign them. You, you, you have 10% that you can go over. You can go over by like 8 million or something. And Toronto has got to figure out how they're going to come back underneath that. But you can go over a little bit, so it's not like you have to panic and and give away Swayman for nothing right now. But as you're entering camp, you're going to have to get back under the cap number, and you're going to have to keep an eye on contract number. So, you know, the, the question is, is if he comes in over four and a half per the Arbiter's number, do you look at walking away from him or do you look at dealing someone else off your roster I.e., names that we'll talk about a little later on in the show, Debrusque, Grizzly, Forbort, etc. I think you
1: look to move on from players, not Debrusque. You look to move
0: either Grizzly or Forbort, one of those two. We'll talk more about the Debrusque situation a little bit more, but Mark says, I can see Frederick getting 2 million. I would love it if Frederick got 2 million. I just worry that he's going to get more than that.
1: I think he gets more.
0: Uh, Dom says my underrated guess is Bruins offer 3.5. Swayman asks for 4.5, which, you know, I mean, if they're that close, I don't know if they actually get into the Arbiter's office. I think they look at it and they go, let's just do four, four mil even. Like, And, and, if,
1: and that would be fair. That would be a very fair deal. In my opinion,
0: if they got to that point, the numbers are made public like they were last week for Samsonov. up, like Samsonov up in the Leafs. They weren't even close. They were two and a half. No. They were, literally 98% of the contract away from each other. That's terrible. If, <laughs> if, if it comes out that Boston and Swayman are this close and they go to arbitration, Boston fans will lose their fucking mind yep. as they should, because you can't let sway. I mean, how, how do you not look at that? Once it gets to the point where you're literally walking in the office and just look at each other and go, just split it down the middle, like for one year, split it down the middle, call it yep. even. And we'll revisit this next year. Like right, then you don't have to bash well, each other over an arbitration.
1: Well, that's the other thing, too. It's how many years is he looking for, and how
0: many years are you willing to give? Uh and and mark says Swayman, two and a half mil, two years is what I'm thinking. So I just
1: that seems so so
0: low, Mark.
1: That seems like such a low number.
0: That's what I'm saying. And I've that got more than that. Tell and and will and that's a number.
1: That if Swayman takes that number, that he's gonna hold that to you. And then in the next couple of years, when that next deal is up, he's gonna either think of it as a lowball and he's gonna say, screw you guys, I'm leaving, or he's gonna demand more money because you screwed him on this deal. You can't you can't lowball him here. You
0: can't. You you have to you can lowball them, but you you have to be close to fair market value.
1: Yes, yes, and, but that's what I mean by that's what I mean by a lowball. That's what right. I mean by a lowball, though. You like that is way too low. That is, in, in my opinion, that is way too low.
0: I, yeah, that that's that's kind of a, a Red Sox move right there.
1: That's what I was thinking. Like that's that's kind of like that's, that's if, that's if
0: you're offering John Lester money right there.
1: Right, if you're Swayman and you see that. You have to be thinking, like, this is what they think of me. This is how much they think I'm going to take. Like, screw that. Screw these guys. I'm going somewhere else. You have to think about the future, too. You like it's going to affect him in his mind on how he thinks of this organization. If you offer him two and a half, come on, man. Mark, I know you're better than that, man. Come on.
0: And, and Mark says, yeah, but the cap's going up in the future. Both sides can work together. They can, but Swayman wants to get money now. And he right. deserves money now. And an arbiter's not going to look at it in terms of the caps going up in two years. The arbiter's going to look at it and say, what does this player deserve right now? And right. that's where you need to come in a little closer. Um, let's see, Matt jumps in. Frederick will get near three mil. Khrushchev got two by two and a half. And Freddie's a much better player. Khrushchev got two and a half. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot tougher to find a comparable for Freddie, though. And and yes. I know I know I'm probably driving Dom nuts over here by going back to the Samsonoff point, but if, if you're looking at it from just a sheer goals against save percentage, time on ice, age, and dollar amount, they're they're not gonna be that far off. Will they be more far off because Swayman's a little bit younger, this and that, and maybe going for two years? Yeah, sure. But overall. If if uh, Samsonov got three and a half, there's no way uh, Swayman's getting less than that. No way. No way. Um, let's see. Matt also says it's bad news if either player gets to arbitration. We need to settle them beforehand. Hey, Sweeney's never been to arbitration before as far as I'm aware. And I know I'm not the only person who's, who's said that, at least on this show. Um, I'm pretty confident in that because I can't think of a time that he has. So I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're closer with it on Swayman simply because of Sam Sonoff already going through. You have a goaltender with reasonably close comparable numbers that you can look at him and go, okay, if we are at this three and a half, four and a half difference, we don't need to go this far. So... It, it it's there's hope, at least, I think, for Swayman versus for uh, for Frederick. Um, let's see. Now, Rick has this question. If the Bruins send down um, someone... I, I, I'm guessing there's some autocorrect errors in this here, but he says, if the Bruins send down someone like Patrick Brown and or Jason Magna, how does that impact the Bruins' cap and do they save any money on Mitchell Miller's contract that was voided? Um, and there was another question up here. I think I saw about that contract. Um, but yeah, that news talk about slipping in a night drop of, of news, New York post coming out and, sure. uh, just all of a sudden being like, Oh, by the way, Mitchell Miller's not a Bruin anymore. And he hasn't been since February. <laughs> um, yeah. first and foremost, it good. <laughs> Uh, what what were your thoughts when you saw that one there, Mike? Um, I mean, honestly, it's it's it's
1: something that I hadn't thought about since we signed him. Um, I'm glad he's off the books. I'm glad he's no longer a part of this organization. Um unfortunately, it's gonna be a stain forever on on this past season. Don Sweeney, Cam Neely. Just a stupid decision all around. Um, but the fact that they're able to just kind of, you know, put a book note on it, end it, it's done.
0: Forget about it. Um, I guess it's some closure, but... but um, Do you it's, wish it's... the story had broken in February back when the settlement was reached?
1: Yes, it should have. I don't see why not. You know, why wait until now? I don't understand why they waited until now to, to break that story.
0: Well, so from my understanding, there was some non-disclosures discussed. Okay, that's part of it. Um, I think also, if you look back at February for the Bruins organization, to your point in December, it already threw everything for a loop. Did you want to invite all that shit back in in the middle of February when, yeah, you were a dominant number one overall seed? Yeah, you were dominant in the regular season and you were a far and away number one favorite but did you really want to just bring that shit right back onto your ship?
1: No, that's a good point. You, you, you already kind of dealt with that as literally as soon as you signed him. So the, the further away from that distraction and that, and, and, you know, that scenario that you put yourself in stupidly that you can be, it's a good thing. So I guess it does it, from that perspective, it does make sense that they waited until mid July to, to break that news. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's over. He's no longer part of the organization. So, and it's, it's
0: and, you know. and it sounds to me like this was essentially the equivalent of a contract buyout just done in a less public manner where the player didn't have to clear waivers. And I'm wondering if there was some clause to the fact that he wasn't even eligible to play per Gary Bettman, that he didn't have to go through a waiver process. Like there was a backdoor waiver process where like a memo goes around of like, they're going to work with him to buy him out. He can't play for you anyway, so don't worry about waivers. Kind of a general wording, if you will. I mean, what were they going to do? Place them on waivers for purpose of contract termination, and all of a sudden the Anaheim Ducks were going to go, yeah, no, 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 we'll take them. Like, right. What's going to happen? Right. You, had, you had 31 teams that were ready to just turn their back and just go, what's waivers? We've never heard of this thing. Do whatever you have to. Get rid of the – like, it just – You know, as, as, as it said right here, what's the saying out of sight, out of mind, it was settled. He, you know, it, it could have been so much worse too, because if they had then put him on waivers for contract termination, now you're getting the players association involved. You're getting players union involved, an investigation and all this other shit that, one, as the Bruins, you already fucked up. You took your licks right. in December. You didn't need all that shit coming back around. And quite frankly, if I'm this kid too, I don't want that shit coming up again. I want to just go to Europe, let the let everything settle, keep developing my game over in Europe, and and maybe one day down the road, many years from now, because this kid's still young, somebody decides that they sit there and they go, all right, let's try and bring him back over. And people are going to look at it and go, isn't this the kid? Yeah, but that was five years ago. Like that's what he's hoping for. Um, And Mark said Providence players expressed their opinion strongly about his arrival in the AHL. So that's the other thing too, is if you go through that process, does he start to demand to show up and work around with Providence and his teammates down there? And does he throw around what you had down there? Like, you had a Calder Cup favorite team in Providence, too. Let's not forget, Bruins weren't the only ones that were fighting for playoffs. So you just you didn't want to stir the shit any more than it already was. Right. Exactly. There was
1: no need to bring that distraction out the team. That, that will forever baffle my mind that they did that forever.
0: <laughs> um, real quick, Dom did point out that Sweeney has been to arbitration as an AGM and was responsible for handling it for the team the same way Evan Gold is today. So let me rephrase Don. Don Sweeney, as a general manager, has never had a player go to arbitration. Uh, as an AGM, sure. I'm sure he went plenty of times. But as as the lead man himself, I don't think he's, he's been to arbitration, um, which is still a good thing to be able to say about your general manager. Um, let's see. Providence players. Uh, let's see. Also a one and done playoff team. Yeah. I'm not sure that having him around would have helped the Providence Bruins not be one and done though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I'm just, I'm glad it's over with. I'm glad there wasn't as much of a cap penalty as there could have been that that's definitely something that I think really bummed people out when that was, um, kind of discovered like now that he has the contract you got to get out this was probably the the best way out of a really really bad situation that could have been avoided but once you once once you're stuck in the swamp you have to find a way out you 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 can sit there and talk about how you should, should have driven a different road all you want but you're in the swamp you got to deal with the shit so getting out of it this way i don't know i mean i could have been a hell of a lot worse that that's it, what i'm saying so you,
1: you could have just not done it in the first place
0: yeah yeah that would have been the ideal <laughs> right but we're in this situation now so once the dog shit's on your foot you got to clean your foot right? <laughs> right now you can Unless... decide whether you want to take the shoe off first and you want to jump over to the hose on one foot or crawl <laughs> yeah. Either way, you're gonna want to clean your shoe off with the fucking hose.
1: Unless you're a sicko and you just like dog shit on your shoe. But
0: that's <laughs> the point. Keeping them around would have been keeping the dog shit on your shoe. Right. <laughs> right. It, it tastes more literal, but you don't you don't want to be the guy with
1: the stinky shoe.
0: <laughs> you get my point. Right. 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 Yes, Mark. A, a Google search. Honestly, at this point, you probably could have searched something and found a video on fucking YouTube. Like you you could have done a search. On I don't know something you could have done a search on AOL and it would have been fine something <laughs> would have come up it it wasn't rocket science to avoid it but yeah go again, on Bing again once the shit is on your shoe you can't unstep in it no so and and it, that that's funny because we were talking about that type of thing on uh, puck off with Andrew again the other day but now that that's out of the way um. <laughs> You know, it, it's it's going to be a short show because we don't have a whole heck of a lot more to talk about. But we talked about some players getting moved. Uh, and the name that keeps getting thrown around out there right now is Jake Dabrowski. And, and you and I feel very, very similar as far as you got to keep this guy around. Yes. I add to that at least until the trade deadline. Depends on how the
1: team is doing. And I think that's what you're saying as well. Because um, he's got one more year on his deal uh i i'm i I have a little bias because i love jd and it was the whole thing last season or i'm sorry uh two seasons ago when he requested the trade from the bruins and you know there were half of bruins fans were saying trade him he's a bum and the other half was saying no 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 like
0: keep him let him go let him reach his you know potential Real quick, before we get too far into brusque, um, Rick clarified a little bit. He said, okay, my, but what about my original question? I, I apologize if we didn't address that. He said, which was, what about the money on Manga, Brown, and Miller? Oh. Uh, also, it was not an autocorrect. It was 69-year-old eyes and fingers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's fine. It, it, it just didn't. There was a bunch of words together that didn't make other words. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, trying to work with you here, Rick. I, I, I love it. Um As far as the money, their their cap hits are going to remain their cap hits, with the exception of Mitch Miller. Mitch Miller is off the team; his cap hit is gone. There's no, there's nothing there anymore. It it's you can act like he was never a Bruin. It he was, we all know, but you can move forward like he is not and was is not a Bruin because yeah, not Mitch, Mitchell and, Miller. Um, Dom, Dom is happy. He's not the old. <laughs> so and we, we like all of our all of our viewers, whether they show up late or not. We'll get to Patrice Bergeron in a moment uh, right before we come back through. Uh, Mark's got some answers here. Menga and Brown most likely pass their waivers and head to Providence. That's where yeah. I'm at with them. I think so. I think they were brought in to push guys like Lauko, Greer and Steen. It's like, kind of like it's
1: kind of like what you saw with uh I know it's not exactly the same but like when we brought in Strawman last year it pushed Clifton to be better and you yeah, saw that he, he was he way
0: better. He probably didn't lie to these guys, you know.
1: Well, yeah, that's a fair <laughs> point.
0: <laughs> no, it it and and no, it it's a very good comparable in the sense that hey, if you're good enough you can take the job. Right. If you're not, well, you're going to get put on waivers. The general idea is we think you'll get through to Providence and that's great because if we want to call you up, you're there, you're a fringe guy. But if you know what, if someone else pulls Brown off of this roster because you can't get him through waivers, they're stuck with him. That means he has to be better than what they already have. And okay. So that means instead of calling up Brown, you call up McLaughlin. Like, you're, you're not in a terrible position. You have six, seven, eight guys fighting for three spots on the bottom six. Well, yep. five, if you count Lucci, it's already having one. But they'll push each other. Um, and, and Jason also mentions Beecher. And we talked about Lauco before. They could add a lot of speed to the bottom six. Absolutely. Can I ask you a question just to sure. get your opinion? Do you think
1: – because because everybody's throwing Beecher's name out there. Do you th- Think he's ready for that
0: role i think i think there's some people who
1: are premature
0: i want to see him in camp i'd like to see him spend a little bit more time down in providence but the guy's got speed and you know what he does if your fourth if your fourth line has beecher and lauco on it for speed purposes that's not bad yeah
1: it's not bad
0: that's not bad at all um you know, and then Dom says to Rick's question, they have 5.4 million in cap space with a 23 man roster, whether it's Brown, Magna, Lauco, or whoever. So there is still room. Those guys, again, once you get to cap season, let's see. Um, he was good in camp last season, thought he was better than Nosik. I think Mark's talking about Beecher, which, yeah, but No Nosik could win those face offs. And that played a huge factor. Um again the I think we're right now, obviously it's July. We have nothing else to talk about, and that's totally fine <laughs> for us to want to look at it in the minute, but let's look at it in a little bit more of a um macro where you sit there and you go, Okay, now instead of having four, or five guys spot fighting for five spots, you can arguably sit there and say you have six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys. Because now you can throw Fabian Lysell and Georgie Markuloff's name in there and James Van like You have, what, 13 guys that you can sit there and go, with the exception of Marshan, DeBrusk, and Coil. we can change anything else up that we want. And, and Zaka, but he can play anywhere. So whatever the chemistry looks like, we'll work with it. 13 guys, figure it out. You're throwing a bunch of shit at the wall, but it's good shit. It's not like it's you know you're you're yes uh beth nosick did sign with uh new jersey and nosick definitely woke up when camp was over for sure um you're throwing good shit at the wall it's not stuff that y- you know what i mean like you're you're trying to make a pizza and you have all good toppings you just hope one topping doesn't outweigh the good of another yeah and you fuck up the whole pizza <laughs> you know what i mean
1: yeah. No, that's actually a good analogy. <laughs> you do.
0: Like, as an Italian, as an Italian, I appreciate that. It's it's <laughs> tough with to up pizza, but it can be done. In this case, it's tough to fuck up this lineup. They can do it. Yeah. But it'll be tough cuz they have so much stuff that they're trying to try.
1: This is Chris, this is so random. But when you look at our wingers, do you, are you comfortable with JVR on second line left wing? Uh, define comfortable. Can he do Con- it? I think so. Confidently produce offensively at well, a rate relative to a second line winger. Who's he on that line with? Pasta
0: and we'll say Zaka. Yeah, okay. I'm fine with that. Okay, he can be a net front guy for those guys. Okay, Pasta, Pasta's got the shot. Zaka can dish, and he can be in net front. Okay. All right. Like it, it's a, it's a solidly balanced line. Now, am I going to sit here and say he'll have a 30 goal season? No, no, <laughs> I don't think so. But at the same time, do I sit there and go, could pasta plot another 50? Absolutely. Playing with those two guys. I think it can be done.
1: So say, say JVR on that second line. What's this? What's this no. successful? We the, well, now we got the pizza toppings coming in. Viva Italia. Mike. But okay, so point wise, what are you looking at him if he's playing second line left wing consistently throughout the season with Pasta and Zaka? What number of points would you be comfortable with saying he'd have a successful season, like sixty?
0: Uh, let me see. I'm gonna because he's
1: second line, man. With Pasta,
0: you got to be putting up some numbers. Let's see. I'm I'm pulling up right now. Let's see. In the, in the uh I th- <laughs> I think. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. We got some good questions coming in here, but um, I just, I wanted to pull up and see what his career high was, but uh, you know, I think he could very easily get back to the 40 point mark. I do. He played 82 yes. games in the 21, oh, yeah. 22 season with Philly and he had uh, 38 points the year before that. He had 43 points in 56 games. That was 2021. So like, I, I think he can do it again you know what i mean like it's it's he's he's 34 he's not 39 am right. am I, I you know what i mean like I, he's
1: not he's he's not as old as some people are making him out to be and by old i mean old in terms of <laughs> professional athlete he's not old at all but he's got 30 34 years old he's not out of his you know he's not out of i don't want to say his prime but He's not out of
0: uh, his capabilities. He's a 940-game NHL veteran. All right? Yes. David Krejci passed a 1,000-game mark last year. He would have passed it a year and a half ago if he stayed in the National Hockey League. And David Krejci was still a point-per-game player. All right? Now, obviously, James Imre and and David Krejci are not the same player. But it goes to prove that just because you have 1,000 games under your belt, it doesn't mean all of a sudden you've hit a cliff. All right, there still can be more there. He's a former second overall pick, yes, from all the way back in 2007. But you know what? He also he wants to prove it too. He's he's got the ability to turn this into one more three year contract for himself. Yeah. Uh, and let's see. Jason says, "I think you need someone faster on the right wing than JVR." But honestly, I have no idea who. I like this from Mark, JVR, Coil, Frederick, third line. Give me that all day. Right now, you don't have Frederick. So, JVR, Coil and what, Nebraska? Like, it, again, I'm not against other things. I I Let's see. He says, if he gets another contract, he's playing with pasta, so he won't see it before he gets a contract. Oh, so I want to see it. Yeah. Well, that's the whole reason why you didn't give him a four year contract worth $8 million, Jeremy. You gave him a one by one. Like, you have right. minimal, you have minimal investment in this player. And yes, there can be high reward for him. Uh, let's see. Abby asked, How many goals do you think Geeky will get this year?
1: Um,. He's probably going to be playing third line. I mean, he came over here saying that he's, you know, he was told he was going to be playing a bigger role. Maybe, uh, oh, goals, not points. I was about to say thirty
0: cool. to forty. <laughs> um, Eight points, nine goals, nineteen assists.
1: I'll say somewhere between fifteen and twenty.
0: That's where I was going to land. So, on.
1: Yeah, similar to Freddie.
0: Yeah, I think he's got a little bit better of a scoring touch once he settles in, but. I I think with the two years, he'll settle in pretty quickly. Um, I I could see him getting in that 10 to 15 goal mark. The 15, eh, 15 is probably where I would put it as a solid over-under for him there. Uh, then Jeremy said, this is assuming Berge is back. He's coming back. Does anyone think Boquist or Geeky will play one L1 with 63 and 37? So are you saying like Boquist, Bergeron, and Marshan? how would you feel about that, Mike?
1: I know I wouldn't like that. No, I you need to. Go, I think you need to go Marshawn, Bergeron, DeBrusque again. I was just and say, the re-
0: second the second Bergeron signs that contract, you have reunited sixty three thirty seven in DeBrusque.
1: I'm gonna say I'm not. I, I have nothing backing this opinion at all. Just to put that out there before I say this, but. Why would he not come back? Why would Bergeron not come back? You're on your 100th season. He's coming back for the centennial. He'll captain the team. Um, You just ended this. You really think Bergeron wants to end his career the way that last season ended? I'm telling you, I will say this before, though. If he comes back this year, this is his last year. That's what I think. I think he comes back for one more, and that's it, no matter what. This is it. But I'm 99.99% sure he comes back this year, well, according believe, to my gut.
0: I believe it was our own Dom Tiano who pointed out, why are you working out so heavily in in the city of Boston with a brand-new baby if you're not playing? I will,
1: I will say, though, Marina Mayer of Barcel Sports said on last week's Only Bruins podcast, Um, great episode, great guest. Check it out if you haven't watched it yet or listened to it. But she said and pointed out that Bergeron got a nose job, which
0: is – I don't know. I haven't noticed that. I don't – I regardless, <laughs> I don't – I know I <laughs> that can be a Photoshop no. picture for all you know so anyway it could uh, be it could be. Jason also mentioned McLaughlin looked good in camp last year too I remember a lot of people were mad that he was sent down a lot of people were actually pissed by that move
1: I was I wasn't pissed about it but I was surprised by it I thought he was saying I would have I would have bet my mortgage if I had a mortgage I would have bet my mortgage on McLaughlin saying last year but well you know I don't know we'll see
0: uh, Jeremy if Berge comes back, you don't take 74 out of that line. Agreed. Um, I want to see him with pasta badly. Are you referring to Bergeron? I I think because I was told by Jeremy to scroll up. I'm trying to scroll up. I'm trying to get caught up. So I'm trying to catch some of these in context here. This is why yeah. I don't try to scroll too far forward either. Um let's see. I can't believe I have to watch the hunchback of of Notre Dame play on our fourth line gross. Um, I think he's referring to Milan Lucic.
1: Yeah. It has um, to be. It has he to forgot be. an R
0: there. I think he forgot an R there, but you know what? Too bad. He's signed. He's going to play. It, it is what it is. Uh, Tommy, leave it alone. He wanted to be back in Boston and it shouldn't matter. Some Bruins fans love it and hate it. If you don't like it, keep your comments to yourself. Yeah, there you go. Dom yep. um, Bergeron got a nose job. What did Marshan do to him? That's <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I, I don't. I don't think so. I, if anything, it's a photoshopped photo. Um, it could be. I believe. It could be. I believe Grizz will be dumped/slash traded or something. So Lori plays. We trade five ten for six four. Then through stuff we oh then throw stuff we throw against the wall As a combo of four board Grizzly Magna and what do you think? I first of all, I don't agree with the notion of Grizzly being a cap dump. I think he's got legitimate trade value out there. I think he's being underrated on the market, which is part of why he's still here, or at least what Sweeney believes is underrated. Um, Let's not forget how close he and McAvoy really are. Right. Like he and McAvoy are a top pairing. He's been a top pairing regardless of the fact that he's 5 foot 10 and quite frankly if Grizz can give you more this year than what Lori can give you this year then I'm okay with keeping Lori down in Providence for the season. Now again, let's see where we are trade deadline. If if we're treading water and we're looking small on the back end and we need to be a little bit more physical and Five more inches on a puck-moving defenseman help, and you know Lori looks solid down in Providence, ready to make a move. Okay, Grizzly at the trade deadline, I'm I'm open to it. Nothing on this team is hammered down, with the exception of Pasternak, McAvoy, and I mean I can't even say Bergeron at this point because the only thing that's making him not hammered down is himself.
1: I don't think people realize how big Mason Lori is either. He's big. He's six foot four. That is, hu- that is huge. He's that huge. He <laughs> He's giant. Really tall. And, and when, and I mean, look at the playoffs. I mean, Vegas has a huge D floor
0: Florida has a huge defense. Um,
1: you but need, that defense
0: isn't going to be the same either. Now, There's there's also the idea right now of building to win in the regular season and building to win in the playoffs.
1: Well, there was a graphic that was shown today. Boston and Washington were the two top regular season teams since the year 2000. They're the top two. Most wins in the regular season. Out of those two teams, since 2000, there have only been two cups between them. One in 2011 for the Bruins and one in, what was it, 2018. Yeah, 2018 for the Caps, and th- those are your two top two regular season teams. So regular season, as everybody knows, it really does not matter to a point,
0: right? But you you have to win in the in the regular season to, a to get in postseason. So right to get in, you need to manage seventy some odd games, not eighty two. Yes, is really what yes. it comes down to. Yes. Yes. You know, you can give your guys a handful of time off, but you know, again, where are you come trade deadline? Cause you can make a trade deadline push, yep. you know, that that's essentially what Florida did this year. They just didn't make a big acquisition to go with it. Their acquisition came in the off season in the form of Yeah.
1: And
0: and they didn't make any moves during the season to shake things up. And it worked. They got healthy is what they got. Uh, they won't be healthy going into next season, though, because a couple major injuries. I want to see Brusque with pasta. That's who he will play with on his next contract. So I want to see it first. I don't think they'll play together if there's another Debrusque contract. Excuse me. I think you're looking at two right wingers. And two right wingers don't play together. Debrusque okay. is no longer on the left side. I don't think this team views him as a left side option anymore, simply because they've done more to replace the left side then they have to try and make him work on that side. Once he fit with the with uh Bergeron and Bergeron, you leave him there. He's gained confidence, he's gotten better, he's found his game. Yep. It is what it is. Don't fuck with it. It's not broken right now. Like it, it just it is what it is. Uh Tommy says, "Okay, okay, I'll ask something serious." Do moderate to big moves or trade happen this late in the season or are rosters basically set outside of training camp?
1: Uh, I think our situation is a little bit unique just because we have two key pieces as RFAs. You still have to sign Sway. You still have to sign Frederick. And I think those are your top priority. You have to remember, we were kind of just alluding to it. We have Lowry in the system. So you might be able to afford to lose one of either Forbert or Grizzlick If you have that much trust in Lorai, it's a risk for sure, but you gotta, you have to find a way to sign at least Swayman.
0: There's also a lot right now. Do I think Sweeney could pick up the phone and make a move? Yes. But I think 31 other teams right now are really sitting back. They're waiting. They're looking at the league economics and there is a huge domino that people are waiting to fall, and that is Eric Carlson. Yes, Eric Carlson potentially getting moved to Seattle, Toronto, uh, Pittsburgh, or Carolina will shake up everything across the league because right now no one knows how that deal is going to get done. Who's going to be the third team to help broker the deal? What's the piece that they're going to get? How much are they going to retain? Who is it going to be? Because there aren't very many teams that it can be, and right now that move is causing a log jam because if you're, if you're trying to make a deal, right. And you're, you're trying to compete with Carolina. Let's say you're the Rangers and you're trying to make a move. Well, are you making a move against Carolina? Assuming they have Tony D'Angelo or Eric Carlson or both like they're rumored to be signing Tony D'Angelo for 1.5 now. Well, if they get Tony D'Angelo, does that make them walk away from Eric Carlson? Or do they want to just go all in on defense? Like, I, I heard they were willing to talk about putting Aho in a Carlson deal. So, like, again, that will help make the money work. Right. But, again, is that legitimate? Or is it just conjecture of people trying to make things work in their own brain? I don't know. But at the same time, if I'm any other team in the Metro, I'm waiting to see what Carolina does with that because it's a, it's a very different landscape for me going through Carolina. If they have Carlson versus if they don't, if they have D'Angelo versus if they don't, if they have both of them or if they make some other massive move and you know, what are they going to do to offset that Brett Pesci? Is he gone to make something happen? Is Ajo the piece that moves you, you The Bruins are in a very good position in that they don't have to make any moves. They have enough room to bring back Swayman, to bring back uh, Frederick, to bring back Bergeron, and just sit back and watch everybody else. They don't have to do anything else. Can they come along and make a smaller move? Yeah, sure. But they don't have to. Um... Let's see. I don't think you trade Zboril yet. You need to see him more frequently in the NHL before you decide to trade him, and if and see if he plays the same before his injury a couple seasons ago. I, I, again, Abby Zboril played amazing at the World Championships, and he played amazing before his injury. I don't want to move him right now. You could legitimately slide him in potentially to Grizzly's role. And if you can do that, Grizzly becomes a lot more expendable. Like, if he can play, if you can get Zborl, uh, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Shattenkirk, and, you know, Grizzly. Like, I, I don't know if that's the way you would roll them out there all the time. I doubt it, but that's not a bad six. <laughs> it, it It really isn't. You know, so I I don't know. I, I want to see it. Let's see. I like Grizz, but management seems to try and upgrade on him every deadline. Maybe they try to play him down the line a little bit. Um, they just didn't play him in the playoffs. That's all. Like, I I don't know. I they went with four board. It was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, one of many. I, that's all, that's all I got with that one.
1: Learning curve. <laughs> new
0: coach (laughs) yeah yeah there's always one pto i i don't think so i i think this year is the year they're not gonna i think (laughs) hey
1: you know who our ptos were oh luchich luchich shattenkirk and JVR. those were our three ptos
0: (laughs) uh and as beth says need to stay healthy once playoffs start doesn't matter if you finish first or be a wild card that's the big thing health Yep. Um, and maybe here's your PTO, Mark. I was hoping the Capitals would have bought Anthony Manta out and Bruins would give him a PTO. I doubt that he'd be bought out, but maybe it's someone that they look to, to move on from if he has a bad camp. That's a good point. Um, supposedly, Pesci is being shot by Carolina. Yep, that's that's part of the thing. Like it, Right now, Boston doesn't have to make a move. I'll let other people kind of set the landscape and if Carlson is someone they're targeting Pesci may be part of that deal that there, there's a lot of pieces that have to go into fall into place for an 11.5 million dollar contract to get moved and Gabby said could you imagine hypothetically if the devil's got Carlson I think they want nothing to do with him what they're shopping for right now Abby that I would worry about is a goaltender and they've got their eyes circled on John Gibson and Connor Hellebuck And they, if they can get Schmid and Hellebuck, or Schmid Vanacek and Gibson, that is a solid trio of goaltending. I would, I would probably put that up there with what Carolina has between the pipes. Yeah, on on a on a three, on a on a tripod of goaltending, if you will. I I. It's going to take a lot to get either one of them. I think Winnipeg is circling back, trying to trying to keep and talk um, Hellebuck into wanting to stay. Now that they've moved on from Dubois and they have some extra pieces that they can work with on that, I think that's more possible. But it, Gibson, man, Gibson's an interesting one. Gibson's, um, whoever gets Gibson, people tend to forget how young
1: he really is too. Cause when you think about John Gibson, you, you think he's, uh, I don't want to say veteran cause he is a veteran. Um, but when you think of John Gibson, you think he's been in the league forever. He's only 29 years old. He's, he's still 30. young. He's 30. He's 30. Okay. So, sorry. He's 30 years old. That's still young.
0: That is still young. He's got four years left at 6.4. Oh my God. Come on. Some
1: team has to bite on that. Are you kidding me for him? You know
0: know what else might make New Jersey a little interesting too, is they may not get the deal they want for Hellebuck or for Gibson. Gibson may not want to go to New Jersey. He's got a modified no trade clause. So he does have some say, but let's not forget that we've seen a ton of three team deals go down. Right, and I don't think I really don't think Dubis was all that excited to re-sign Tristan Jari in in Pittsburgh. And yes, I agree, Dan. Uh, John Gibson was a missed opportunity for Buffalo for now, but at the same time, two words for you, Devin, Devin Levi. Levi, Devin Levi, baby. Yeah. Hey, they but- they don't need a goaltender with four years left. They no. don't.
1: Was it you who mentioned? That he may be able to push for the Calder. I think it was you, right?
0: I've I've had his name out there for the Calder for this year. Um, he he's could. he's he's definitely one to look at. I think. Yeah. Um, but it'll be tough because he's a goaltender. So the um, there there's just you can shift around goaltenders, and and whatnot. So I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if Gibson got moved sooner rather than later but um yeah we you and i we can talk all about that all that we're going to have more of a deep dive into those situations myself and andrew on puck off we're going to go through each and every team which is going to be a lot of fun lots of episodes because each team's going to get their own so feel free to submit your questions for each team to us um but yeah we're we're approaching the hour mark during the dog days here um I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that, you know, here at B&G, we're working on putting together a centennial draft uh, details on that to come. So keep your eye out on that. Um, but, yeah, you mentioned it. The the interview with Marina over at Only Bruins, that was a hell of an episode. We awesome. just had another episode of the of the Black and Gold Hockey podcast dropped this past Sunday. So check that out. Um, I'm sure you and Nick are probably recording what on Thursday? Uh no, we record tomorrow
1: night. Thursday is our our, our uh, EASHL stream. Oh, your EASHL. Yeah, yep. you got to
0: recording tomorrow. Yeah. Um, baked bear. Keep an eye out for Jay and and his baked bear episodes out there. Um, yep. and then of course, I I believe short shift is recording today or tomorrow as well. Yep. So I, I we believe to, they're tomorrow. I I think they're recording tomorrow night. But um, any minor signings look really enticing right now. The only three that I want to mention are the Bergeron, the Frederick, and Swayman ones. Um, and then, yes, uh, Mark, I I just wanted, I just thought of that as soon as some comments came in. Uh, go check out the Providence Hockey Report podcast with Mark. Uh, he has a, an awesome, awesome interview with Brandon Bussey. Have you checked that out at all? Not yet. I was planning on listening tomorrow during work. I would. It's. Yeah if it's not on your playlist for tonight, get it on there for tomorrow. It's a Mark. It was a hell of an interview. That kid is awesome. Uh, Hopefully we can get a lot more with him down the road because very well spoken kid. Um, You know, just he, he's got a good head on his shoulders. I'm excited to see what he can turn himself into in this organization. So it it was a hell of an interview. Great job, Mark. Um, If you haven't heard it, go listen to it though. Make that the next pod that you listen to. Um, you got any final thoughts to wrap this up? I, I know it's dog days, so I kind of want to keep it a little bit shorter, but I mean, any closing thoughts? Um, Dom, Dom throwing one out there. Frederick is the second highest paid RFA remaining to sign. I think that's part of why they're <laughs> struggling to get to a number. I, I think that that $1 million plus contract has hurt them coming around this back end. I don't know, man. Um, getting it up over a mill. Like that's not a negotiation ploy anymore. You can't say, Hey, you're over the million dollar mark now, you know? Right. Exactly.
1: Uh, uh, Closing thoughts though. I mean, we got what about uh, two, three weeks of just kind of dead hockey news. Nothing much is going to go on um, other than some arbitration. Maybe we'll get a Carlson trade. We'll see. And if that happens, then some dominoes will for sure fall. Like you mentioned, um, but other than that, not really. I mean, still waiting on Bergeron news. I I I think personally, Krejci's gone, and that might be for the best. Um, two
0: two weeks, think- two weeks ago from tomorrow is when uh, he signed last year. Bergeron announced last year. So right now, we're not at a panic point.
1: No, and and I'm not panicked until he makes his decision. I think he's he's got a, a, you know he he's got all the time in the world. I'm no rush for him. Um, if he chooses not to come back, we kind of have the pieces in place to fill that role. Obviously nobody's going to fill the shoes of Bergeron, but um, you got Zaka, you got coil. Um, you can figure it out. You're, you're not as in, you're not as screwed as some people may think you have the pieces in place to at least fill that role and and not be a complete dumpster fire. So, yeah. But obviously I hope he comes back. I, I truly, truly do. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Abby.
0: <Dumb. laughs> uh, let's see. Rated the Bruins dead last. I apologize. My fingers are going faster than my brain thought right now. Um, not sure which comment this was building off, off of, but that's okay. We will end it with Abby's fuck the Leafs and yep. go bees
1: as always
0: <laughs> go bees go bees baby we'll see y'all next week on monday 7 p.m here on black and gold productions for what's brewing bought to you by our partners over at fanduel.com talk to you next week have a good one peace <laughs>